0: Hi, this is Andrew Taylor. Welcome to podcast episode number two. I will be talking about parenting in this podcast. Uh, Millennials, especially ones emerging into young adulthood. Um, Today I want to talk about the question I always get asked because of the work that I do. I run a wilderness adventure therapy program in Costa Rica. I work with young adults with depression, anxiety, substance abuse, high functioning spectrum disorder, low self-esteem, low motivation, Etc. And because of that, when I'm telling people what I do is I, you know, fly on an airplane or connect with friends and family, everybody asks the same question. And the question is, how do these young people end up in your program? What is it that that they didn't get, that they they need, or that would have helped them? The uh, implied question there is, how can I raise my kids so they don't end up in your program? So I have a lot of interesting conversations around this point. I first want to say, it's important that to not be judgmental of families who are in this situation. It takes a lot of guts to seek out this level of help. Oftentimes, by the time a family gets to us, they've done traditional talk therapy. It's not working, and they need a more intense intervention. We do 60 to 90 day stays with our young adults, um, and it's it, there's a lot of structured therapy, it, it's quite an intense intervention. And so if a family gets to that point, they're pretty desperate. They, they need a lot of help at that point. And, you know, it's not always about the parenting. There's a lot of great families out there, good parents that, that have a lot of love and concern for their children. Um, oftentimes, it's just mental illness, the reality of it, depression, anxiety. These are real things. And these things can be debilitating for young people. Um, so yes, there are really good parents that end up with their kids in our program. However, parenting does contribute. does contribute to some of the behaviors that we see, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. So back to the question, how do these young people end up in your program? What is it they need in in kind of the more implied question, what can I do with my kids to to help set them up to emerge into adulthood in a more healthy way. I have five things here I'm going to touch on. There's more, there's a lot more that I could talk about, but I'm trying to keep it simple today. The general theme though is discomfort. Helping your kids navigate discomfort, allowing them to sit in that discomfort uh, allowing them to navigate that discomfort is is really helpful and and key to helping them develop into a young adulthood. So along those lines, I think the first one is firm boundaries. Uh, you need to tell them no. You need to draw a line in your home and in your family unit and what's acceptable and what's not. You need to try and be as consistent as you can with that line. and And when they do cross it, You need to be consistent with giving them consequences. It can be painful. I know it can be tough, especially if you've got a young person in your family that's dealing with unique issues and struggles. But they need to know that there are boundaries in the family. There are boundaries in life. And as they move on and and navigate into adulthood, there's going to be boundaries there too. So make sure that they hear the word no. Sometimes we get young people in our program that we tell them no, and it's, it seems like it's the first time they've ever heard no in their lives. And you don't want that for a young person. Make sure that they understand the, the idea of boundaries and give them love and support as much as you can, but let them know that there is a line. Along those lines, number two goes with that, and that is allow them to experience natural consequences. Natural consequences are great teachers. Okay, helicopter parenting is something that you've probably heard of. That's where parents sort of hover over their kids and rescue them from every consequence, every uncomfortable situation, and it's really destructive to the development of a young person. These natural consequences are important to help teach them how to problem solve, help teach them to believe in themselves and develop self-esteem and confidence and trust in their ability to navigate difficult situations. Um, Another term that's used out there right now is snowplow parenting, where parents kind of go ahead and and sort of pave the path to make it easy for their children. I would say do just the opposite. Obviously, lots of love and support, but let them deal with their problems. Okay? If Johnny gets an F on his math test, Johnny's got to go deal with the teacher, not you. That's Johnny's job. All right? And guess what? Maybe he doesn't deal Maybe he doesn't do anything, and he ends up in summer school because of it. It's a great natural consequence. Let those things play themselves out. If you continue to rescue Johnny along the way, uh, when you start hitting college and adult life, it's going to be nearly impossible to do. And if you, start, if you keep doing it at that point, it just gets weird. All right? But it might be a little too late. You know, your, your child might be really used to that sort of thing. So every chance you get, Allow your kids to, to, to suffer those natural consequences. They will learn. They're resilient. They'll adapt. And if they don't, you might need to get help. But give them the love, direction, and everything they need along the way. But, but don't rob them of those learning opportunities. Number three is do hard things. All right? Expose them to sports, hobbies, clubs, uh, learning to play instruments. And, and make sure that they commit to a period of time, whether it's the season Or they commit to an instrument for a certain period of time don't let them quit if it gets uncomfortable or they don't like it or they don't like the coach or they don't like someone in their class or that that's on the team don't you've got to make sure that they understand what it means to make a commitment and see it through there are probably few circumstances where you might intervene but very few all right Anything that they can do where they're challenging themselves and having to grow and learn is going to be really healthy for them. My dad and I were talking a couple of weeks ago about all my old coaches and teachers. I've had great coaches and teachers. And one, one coach we were talking about, he said, I actually, I really struggled with that coach. I didn't like his approach. Um, I didn't think he was fair with you and your playing time. And it shocked me. I said, Dad, that's the first time I've ever, I, I didn't know that. I never knew that when I was young. And it's the first time I've ever heard you even criticize a coach of mine. It was just sort of understood when I was a kid that uh, my parents were not going to intervene. And I didn't realize how important that was when I was little, but as an adult, I'm extremely grateful for it now. Again, really important lessons for them to learn on their own, and it will serve them very well in adulthood. Uh, number four is kind of along that those lines of do hard things, and it, it's pretty simple, and that's just... Have them work a job. Not for you. Yeah, you might have some chores around the house and things like that, but have them work a real-world job where they have to go out and learn what it means, the value of a dollar, and that they can be accountable to somebody else besides you. My wife and I were laughing about this as, we were, as I was telling her about this point, and she said, yeah, I got. Uh, I was late to my first day of work. I got written up, and they told me if I was late again, I'd be fired good lessons for young people and especially when they're young the consequences are pretty small they're pretty minimal um the consequences are obviously much greater down the road and so these are these are things you want them to be learning these are lessons you want them to be learning while the consequences are a lot more uh small um number 5 expose them to good mentors and role models you you can't force this one. It kind of has to happen naturally and organically, but for some reason, and I don't know why, young people do not listen to their parents. I, I, didn't, I did not value what my parents were saying when I was young, and it's funny because a lot of the parents that talk to me when their children are coming into our program, they'll say, Andrew, um, I've been telling him the same things you've been telling him, and you guys are talking about for some reason, he's listening to you guys, and and I always tell those parents: listen, as much as I'd love to think we're amazing and brilliant and we're geniuses, uh, it's just sort of how it works. Um, someday I'm going to be calling these parents, saying, "Will you talk to my 19-year-old? Uh, he thinks I'm an idiot." You know, it it just works really well. I don't know why, but good mentors, role models, can be really helpful to raising healthy young adults. That's it: firm boundaries, natural consequences. Expose them to do hard things, um, get a job, and, and have good mentors and role models. I know some of you parents that may listen to this might be saying, I'm doing all of those things, and none of it's working. If you've got unique challenges uh, with, with your child, seek help. Um, it, it, this isn't magic. It, it, it definitely, there are some unique circumstances where, <laughs> where, where this doesn't apply. Um, or it may not help. Um, I'm excited to bring on some of my colleagues and do some interviews in the next few episodes, and there's a lot of really great ideas around this kind of thing, and I think that we'll be able to flesh out some more ideas as we go. Thanks for listening, thank you for your time, and we'll see you next time.